The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're tuned into an all-new edition of LB's Fresh Cuts on the Ole Miss Spirit. I'm Brian Scott Rippey. We're going to get going here in a minute, but first, let's hear from LB's Meat Market. LB's Fresh Cuts with Brian Scott Rippey is brought to you by who else? LB's Meat Market. The preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. The place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet for $10. They got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. back on the return of Greg the Meat Shark. What's up, man? Oh, nothing, man. Just uh, heading home from work. Heard that. I just uh, just did the same, trying to get used to this uh, corporate sellout life. I sat in 45 minutes of traffic and wonder why I do what I do each day. So I've gotten the full effect, and I'm only four days in. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's been sweet. Let's uh, let's talk some football today. We've got some SEC Week One betting lines. It is August the nineteenth, and I would have told you two weeks ago. I probably wouldn't have thought we would be having this conversation the way things were trending uh, that weekend two weeks ago, that Saturday and Sunday in particular. If you remember what I'm talking about, I uh, I didn't think we'd get here. Well, we are here, and uh, you know it's back, and uh, and going to get going to go full effect. I don't. I mean, I have no complaints about it. I agree. So, like, I don't know how long this is going to happen. I've tried to be Mister Optimist the whole time. Actually, I take that back. I've just tried to not be full of shit the whole time. I've very much readily kept my hand up and been like, "Hey, man, I don't know." With regards to football, the virus, whatever. And I think most people are trying to tell you uh, and speak in certainties as it pertains to college football and this virus are uh, just, as I said, full of it. So I've very much just been of like, I don't know. I hope it happens for the sake of a lot of people, players, families, businesses, the media. You keep list goes on and on. I have just very much uh, been of the kind of state of mind each time is I don't know. I'm going to read things and decide for myself, but I don't feel I need to blast my opinions on Twitter for the sake of a few cheap retweets, particularly if it's a negative one. That being said, what's going on at the store? Anything changed from last week? What you got going on? What's hot right now? Well, uh, Zach just made a fresh batch of boudin, so we're going to have some regular boudin some, and some crawfish boudin for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to have some fresh fish tomorrow. I'm going to have some uh, – Salmon, some redfish, some snappers, some groupers, some sushi grade tuna. So all our fish comes in fresh on Mondays and Thursdays. So we'll get some fresh fish on tomorrow. We'll, you know, be stocked up, ready to go, uh, full blast uh, for this weekend. Uh, parents and students are back in town. So, you know, man, uh, you can definitely tell uh, that the uh, the monster is, uh, is is getting cranked up for the uh, for the for the uh, semester. Hell yeah, that uh, that sounds uh. Sounds solid. I mean, you can't go wrong there with all of that during football season in particular. I think we talk about the spring being prime grilling time because you got the baseball going on, and that may still be the case. You kind of emerge out of the harsh, harsh like temperatures of winter, but it's hard to beat a fall Saturday throwing something on the grill when it's like 65 and sunny and the air is real crisp. That's a uh, close second. It might be a first in some people's books. Agree, disagree. Yeah, I mean, you know um, – you know, with this whole virus thing going on, you know, a lot of people have, um, you know, decided to stay home and cook meals and, be, you know, have family dinners. And, you know, it's something that, you know, not a lot of people are used to, uh, I, I would think, before this pandemic went down. But, um, but yes, I would think it would be an ideal situation to come into uh, Oxford and, you know, get come uh, to LBs, get your food for this for the weekend and just set up at your condo and take advantage of it. Um, I, you know. I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to want to tailgate and everything, but I just I haven't heard any updates on that. But but, yeah, I mean, take advantage of a 75 or 70 degree night, um, get a couple lane trains and a couple ribeye sausage, maybe some duck poppers and, you know, uh, light up the grill and uh, take advantage of it and, uh, and enjoy yourself. Hell yeah. So I know there's just thousands of people out there wondering at jumping at the bit to know what I do for a day job now. And it actually, I work for a company that recycles used cooking oils and stuff like that too, but they also do meat and bones. So they take like the excess uh, animal like bones and fat from like slaughterhouses and stuff and kind of puts it back into the environment and turns it into renewable fuels. You ever heard of that? Cause I hadn't until I started working here. 
Well, I mean, you know, um, there's a, a lot, you know, femur bones are, are used for, uh, to make marrow out of and, you know, soup marrow bones out of that. So, man, I have never thought of turning in a, uh, a pork or a beef femur bone and turn it into some, uh, some uh, energy. Yeah, it turned into gas and stuff that trucks run on and stuff. It's a pretty sweet deal. Just uh, suck a fat one, PETA. Anyway, we've got all kinds of uh, football lines. Week one. Let's go ahead and die into these things. This is a 247 article, so staying on brand here. I don't know where they got these lines. So if you're uh, if you're here for the Meat Sharps picks to win some money and you want to make sure the exact juice is there i don't they don't have a source for this oh the sports line don't know what that is but that's what these lines are based off of so you ready to make some picks that we've spent all of well i've spent 90 seconds looking at it you're still on zero because you're driving uh but you ready yeah. to uh, speak in speak in certainties oh man you know I'm, I'm just ready to deal out locks of the day locks of the year locks of the week locks of the weekend we've got locks all around so we're gonna have we're going to have to revisit these the Friday before week one, which is just yeah, like and, over. and I'm pretty sure the line will probably change. Yes. Like, prob- I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, you know, it's – I don't know. We're just – I'm curious on these lines because, you know, it just – I'm very curious. So, let's, uh, let's start them off. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Vandy at Texas A&M minus 28 and a half to open the year. I mean, you know, how good is uh, how good is Texas A&M and how bad is Vanderbilt? But uh, I would think that's a big number, but I could be completely shocked and see, you know, 42 to 7 easily. But, uh, man, you know, with these whole SEC, you know, matchups and no cupcakes in between, you know, Vanderbilt might be your only cupcake on the schedule. So, um Man, you know, I, I, I almost want to take Vandy, but I, I really feel like they are a bad football team. But they showed some promise there towards the end of the season. I guess they wanted to keep uh, keep the coach. But, man, that's a lot of points to lay in the first game. So we'll go with it. We'll, we'll get on a, a dog mindset. and We'll go with the Vandy plus 28. I think I'm actually on the same train as you here. And the reason I say this is, one, probably not having very many people in the stands. They're not the same Kyle Field advantage. And week one, no one's really gotten to practice worth a damn. Everyone's on the kind of the same uh, confined time schedule. Neither one of these are first-year head coaches. You got a coach in Jimbo Fisher where this is kind of like, this better be the year. This is supposedly the year when the program's supposed to launch. And then you've got Derek Mason, who I think his seat is hot, but can Vandy really afford to fire a football coach in a pandemic? Weird thing going on there. All that's to say, this just feels like one where Vandy kind of plays its buttoned-up style of football, and it's never really in doubt, but it's kind of one of those 27-7 to games where covering four-and-a-half touchdowns, I'm just not sure is feasible. So I'm going to roll with you on that one. Vandy, 28 and a half. Game's never really in doubt, but kind of some week one ugly football. You can tell they haven't practiced. The snarky sports writers will write their columns about terrible the quality of play is, and they should have nixed this idea. And Vandy keeps it within four yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see easily like, a, you know, a 35 to 14 game halfway through the quarter, and everybody's like, oh, they're about to run away with it. But you know, whenever you don't have the momentum of the crowd, I mean, that's the one thing that's going to be, you know, a telltale sign with this whole situation. It's like, you know, you get the, a lot of teams get boosts from the crowd noise, from, you know, the energy from the crowd. So, 
you know, it's just going to be tough to, to watch a game and not have that atmosphere, you know, there uh, as an advantage for some, you know, for some teams. I'm interested to see what it looks like because the because ba- we haven't seen what football looks like yet because, you know, for all the NBA's other issues, they have actually kind of made their little bubble thing. And granted, there's less fans in an NBA arena, obviously, to where when you're actually watching it on the court, it's actually not that bad. They're pumping in crowd noise, like the background's blacked out. There's like cool screens to where baseball just kind of looks jarring because there's so much downtime. And then you pan out into those like large cavernous empty stadiums. I just feel like you notice it more in baseball. And I'm fascinated to see what that looks like with football. But you bring it up a good point. It's like, how do you get up for Vandy as your home opener with no crowd? It just can't be easy. That being said, we're both on the Vandy side there. Here's another just fantastic line to throw at you week one. Georgia minus 24 at Arkansas. I mean, you know, um, what's how what Arkansas is going to do with the first year coach? I, I'm man, I have no clue on that guy. He, I, mean, I, I don't know whether to laugh or to take the guy serious or just be like, okay, I guess that's their that's their new coach. Um, you know, uh, Arkansas was a real bad team uh, towards the latter part of the year, and you know, um, I just. That's a lot of points. It's hard to pull the trigger on, on that, but I, I, I'm going to go on the other side. I think Arkansas is bad, and they're going to stay bad. I agree, too. First-year head coach, like, at least Georgia knows who they are. Arkansas just – I just don't know what to make of it. I don't know what kind of offense they're going to run. I don't know what Felipe Franks is going to look like. At least Georgia, if nothing else, you can be a terrible – like, you can have all week one jitters, week one – kinks worked out you want you could still run straight over your opponent which georgia has made a pretty good living doing under the kirby smart regime so i'm gonna go georgia here even though that's a ton to lay down particularly at arkansas whatever that home field advantage means as we just talked about but i'm going georgia there as well now we've got a little local flavor going florida minus 10 and a half at ole miss you know um i i I'm not trying to sound like a homer here, but I really like the Rebs here at home, regardless if uh, the the the, fan, the stadium's full or not. I feel like um, just you know looking at the team total over and under on Ole Miss alone, you know they've got to win certain games to get over that. What is it, five and a half? Is the is the win total? Yeah, so I saw it at four at one place and five at another. Yeah, I just, I mean, man, I just, I mean, I think that like last year, Ole Miss lost a lot of games due to, you know, a poor coaching decision here or there. And I just don't think that's going to happen this year. And you're going to get a, you know, a little bit better formed team. I actually like the money line here. I just, I mean, I really would like to skip the 10 and a half and just give me the money line so I can get more money back on my dollar because I'm a big believer in Lane Kiffin, man. I feel like he's a good coach and you know, he's got a good system, and, you know, I think that Ole Miss already had some decent players here. We just, you know, needed to put the square where the square went the circle where the circle went. So, uh, I like it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take the points, but uh, I think a small play on the money line just because of the situation. Hell yeah, I like the boldness. So we're going to have to revisit that week one because I don't have the money line in front of me. But of course, something that small, particularly in college football, it's going to be available in some capacity. We just got to remember to check back and see what that is. But I like the boldness. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to go Florida. I would have liked Ole Miss. I like them in the normal schedule in this spot because they would have had a couple games under their belt. They're coming off a tough stretch. And you remember that game was like early October 
And it would have yeah. been an opportunity for them to kind of rally around and kind of get a program shifting win. I just don't know how I feel about it week one. Kyle Trask, he's been okay, serviceable, but Ole Miss does not exactly have the horses to rush the passer and make him uncomfortable. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It just doesn't appear on paper. So I'm going to go Florida here, but I fully reserve the right to change my mind if anything has changed by September 25th when we revisit these. But uh, we're going to have to revisit that Ole Miss money line. I like the boldness of that play. Here's another <laughs> Well, I mean, like I said, it just uh, – whenever uh, – I mean, whenever Kiffin was hired, I feel like, there, you know, there was an attitude change. And, you know, that's just what, what needed to be ha- – what needed to happen. If you really just want to get the most out of this football season, just start throwing stuff on Ole Miss money line every single week. And however many wins you get – I mean, you're going to get good value. Four or you're going to get really gonna good get... value. You're going to get exactly. good value. And it'll make you enjoy this strange football season even more if they're able to reel off a couple. Here is uh, here's another disgusting one to get you going. Alabama minus 21 and a half at Missouri. Well, I know that Alabama had lost a lot of key uh, players from that last year's team. And, um, you know, it seems like the, the uh, is it Matt Jones? No, it's not Matt Jones. Is it Matt Mac? Jones? Mac Jones, excuse me. Um, it, it seems like he's a, you know, almost kind of like a Greg McElroy type, you know, just like he's not, you know, spectacular, but, you know, they're going to get the job done. They're going to run the football. They're going to um, play good defense. And, you know, I can easily see this being, you know, 35-14. I can easily see, you know, with uh, Missouri having a new coach, it can easily be, um, you know, uh, a kind of a – I think uh, Missouri actually hired a decent one with that guy. Um, he's an all he's an he's an Auburn, he's a Malzahn, you know, uh, disciple, and I think that you know he's not got Malzahn craziness to him. So, um, I, I mean, I can, it's just hard not to bet against Alabama every time. I mean, I mean, take Alabama every time because you know Saban ha- knows that number, and you know he's going to try to hit it every single time. So. I'm going Alabama here too. New yeah, coaching I'll take staff. Alabama too. Yeah, I'll take yeah, Alabama. Yeah, it's it sounded like you're heading that direction. I think I'm going there. Alabama. Although what's to be interesting is you mentioned Mac Jones, and I definitely think he plays this game. And maybe he plays the whole way through because of how weird stuff has gotten. But if you'd have had a normal spring and a normal season and the twelve games and some tune ups, they got that kid Bryce Young, the five star, which they've been raving out of fall camp earlier. And I just wonder if it's one of those things, if you remember a couple of years ago, it was Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant. And it was like, is Kelly Bryant actually going to make it through the whole way year as a starter? He just led them to the playoffs. Granted, they lost the year before. It kind of feels like he got a little bit of that going on there. So I'll be interested to see if Bryce Young sees the field at all this year. But uh, new program, new coach, no Kelly Bryant at Missouri, uh, as topical as that is. I am going to go Alabama here. The next one we got is Mississippi State at LSU. LSU is laying 18 and a half, and I think I am laying it there. I just, I, I don't know. I think I don't know if Leach is going to work long term. I like the boldness of the hire getting away from as stale as Moorhead was, but I do know in the short term they're going to have a very rough transition uh, going to that run and shoot spread offense without the receivers to make it happen. They got the quarterback. I'll give them that. I like Jake. J.K. Costello, or K.J. Costello, I should say, excuse me. Uh, I'm not even sure if I trust Miles Brennan that much. I just think LSU knows who they are or has a better idea of it, so I'm going LSU here. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's big question is like, oh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, LSU had to replace their whole staff. Um, You know, uh, 
they have to replace Joe Burrow, um, some other, but they're still, you know, have, have, have tasted what it's like to be a champion and that, and, and you can't buy that. And, you know, I will take that every time. And I just think I'm going to take the better program and the better situation, regardless of how many coordinators LSU lost. You know, I still think the, the, the core is there. I mean, you know, Ogeron's going to Ogeron. So um, I, I still, you know, I'm not, I, it's hard for me to, to go all in on Leach because, you know, the, the, he's, the guy's just, you can't, he's just kind of weird. You know, you don't know what, you know, <laughs> you, you don't know what he's going to bring to the table, you know, I, you know, so, and I, I, I mean, I think that the Costello kid's going to get, you know, introduced to, um, you know, SEC speed real quick, you know, it's, it's, it's a totally different ball game from uh, Pac-10, Pac-12 ball. So, um, you know, I, I, I like LSU here. I just think there's a lot more talent on the ball and there's a little bit more stability with, the, with, uh, with, the, with their situation than Mississippi State's. If you're a State fan listening to this, I will say I don't necessarily feel as confident at this line as I did as a couple of these other huge ones that we rolled through in the first couple picks. And I'll make the case the other way, even though I'm not taking it. The case for this one being covered and State remaining in the game is that this game just gets full on weird. You kind of sluggish your week one. It's Death Valley with not that many people in the stands. And you've got Mike Leach, who no one's questioning whether he's an offensive genius in terms of X's and O's. Like that, that's pretty much unquestioned at this point, going all kind of gadget plays. You really don't see the run, the spread that in that way, the air raid in the SEC that often. That game gets weird if it's a shootout and just LSU doesn't know how to stop them with so much new on defense. So I'll take LSU there, but I do think that's the case for that game getting weird, which I could see happening. I just I'm going the safer route here. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but they hired Bo Pelini as a D coordinator. I mean, like Bo Bo Pelini can can coach that side of the ball, and whenever he has to just handle that side of the ball, I mean, that, that can be that can. That can uh, that can sound like trouble for a uh, for a state uh, club that just doesn't know their identification right now. Last one, or no, excuse me, second to last one we have. Tennessee is minus one at South Carolina, and maybe I'm just taking the bait here, but I love Tennessee here. Reeled off seven of their last eight last year, got all kinds of momentum. South Carolina does have Alinsky coming back. Pretty good skilled position players at the top, not a lot of depth. Pretty good secondary defensively, but. Uh, I love Tennessee here. I think they're going to keep it rolling. Uh, maybe I'm taking the trap, but uh, I think I'm going to fall in it. Screw it. it Tennessee definitely minus does one. Look like it, I mean, you know, uh, with these uh, early month line uh, that we're going off of, it definitely does look feel and look like a trap. But, you know, like I said, Tennessee, uh, that the last half of the season, I mean, they were a good football team. I would think they were the least, uh, you know, the, the fifth or fourth best team in the conference. And that's, you know, saying a lot, you know, for – for for uh for the sec uh so i i i agree with you i'm in with tennessee i think um you know um they pulled the trigger on Pruitt, and uh i think it was a good hire and you know they're reaping the benefit of it and i think they'll really reap the benefit you know in two years time i love it when vegas does this to me particularly with football where it's like I'm laying this trap in front of you. I've done – here's the cheese. You can even see the wire drawn back. It says everything, but this is a trap written on it in like a sign. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going for it anyway. Trap well, me. I, mean, I don't that, care. That's Take my t- money. That's just the type of personality we have, us gamblers. Take my money, We're not scared of the trap, and we'll, we'll, we'll step in the trap, you know. But, you know, sometimes that trap, you know – works out and you end up, you know, uh, winning by three or four touchdowns, which I definitely think that's what's going to happen.
here's the last one we have is actually that was technically the last line we have because what's fascinating to me about this last game that we have not gotten to yet, Kentucky at Auburn to open the year. And I have been on this Kentucky train since reading about it early last spring. And it, it it's going to be Stoops' best team, I think. He's got the most number of four-stars he's ever had on the roster. The defense should be loaded. You get Terry Wilson back at quarterback, who's okay, better than they had with Lynn Bowden, the running back, basically trying to play it. I am really, really bullish on Kentucky this year, kind of spoiling the party in the East. This feels like a game, if Gus is going to pee down his leg, this feels like the perfect game to do it. And so we'll have to revisit this week one. I'm going to set an imaginary line. If I said Auburn minus five, where would you go? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really would probably say Auburn, but I really want to go Kentucky route. Yeah, that's one of those ones where particularly week one, you should be like, if you gave me a touchdown or a seven and a half, then I'm definitely going Kentucky. I'll go Kentucky there since I just made the case for how long I am, but I don't even know what the line is. So when we do this in a couple of weeks, we're going to have to revisit that, and we're going to see my handicapping skills. So we've yeah, got to see. I mean, I'm going to go out on limb. Like, I would think a seven, seven, seven and a half. I mean, is it at Auburn or is it at Kentucky? It is at Auburn. Yeah, I would think seven and a half, maybe ten. I mean, you know, um, Kentucky lost that, uh, that versatile, uh, that speedster quarterback, right? That no, ran, so they've, like, got, like, they've got him back. He's just not oh, going to okay. have to play quarterback. Yeah, he had – didn't he have like 45 carries one uh, – I think it was against Louisville. Had like 45 carries and four, four or five touchdowns. Some, some kind of ridiculous uh, NCAA uh, stat. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, I think it was against Louisville last year. Yeah, no, excuse me. No, no, I screwed that up. No, no, Bowden is gone. Sorry, he yes, is with the Raiders. Yes. You are correct. I was about to say, no, no, I messed that up. I was Terry about to Wilson say, I was like, back. man, if he's back, I'll go ahead and take that seven and a half if you're going to go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> no, no, Bob Green is still in preseason mode as well. Oh, I knew that wasn't right when it came out of my mouth. No. Okay, so Bowden gone, but you get Terry Wilson back. Still pretty good team all around. That should. That being said, I'll go Kentucky since I took the trap. We're going to have to revisit that at the end. But that's all we got week one. And it, uh, it feels damn good to be talking about some sense of normalcy again. And it's only going to feel better when we go through our first uh, Sunday of NFL games. But it's not that far around the corner. I can, uh, I can taste it. How about you? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm excited that uh, we're even talking about, like you said. I mean, you know, we, there was one point where we literally were like, are we going to play football this year? You know, is football going to be played? You know, but um, I, you know, I think you're going to probably hear some news in the next couple of days um, on that. And uh, let's hope the uh, SEC just tells the NCAA to go take a nap and, uh, you know, we can, we can move on further without them. Uh, that's, that's how I feel about it. I think we're getting week one, and my advice to people would just be to enjoy it as long as you can. So why not bet every game week one? Because you don't know if there's going to be a week two. That's the attitude we should take all season long. Greg, I appreciate it. Go get your own Fresh Cuts, LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. You know exactly what I'm talking about if you're listening to this podcast at this point. Go check him out. It's going to be hot money during football season. The Meat Sharp is back. Greg, until next time. Until next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.